homeless problem. Good looks and die violent. I'm in square today. Up to the adults to teach the children. Period. A pain reliever. The bullets. Attempting fast money. Violent crimes are on the uprise. So frustrated. What is up, everybody? This is your favorite podcast host, Mr. Sean Thornton. I am back after my long hiatus of a break. My last episode is on September 6th with my fellow podcaster, Monty. Um, That was a wonderful episode. Um, I have a special guest with me today, my friend, Cherokee. Say hello, Miss Cherokee. Hello. And she will be joining me on today's episode. But first, I want to talk about where I've been at. So number one, ladies and gentlemen, I know I have not been around for three months, but I've been active on social media. I am here and I'm alive. I ain't doing well. You know, just life, life took place. You know, school was driving me the fuck insane. I was, you know, going through it with school and then so much stuff happened. My aunt had passed, you know, that stuff was on my mind, you know, going through like trust issues and crap like that. And, you know, just working, you know, making sure that, you know, my education is school, you know, done. Thankfully, it's finals week. I only got one final this week. So thank God for that. I'm going to study for that and get that out of the way and I'll be free and I'll be making more content frequently. So stick tuned for that. And also I'm making a YouTube channel, which is coming soon to you guys. But anyway, I want to first start off by introducing my friend Cherokee. And then we're going to move forward to the topic we're going to be talking today. Okay. My name is Cherokee. First of all, I just want to say sorry for the loss of your aunt. Um, Thank you. I lost my aunt at the beginning of this year. I know how tough it is. So first things first, my name's Cherokee. I go to Temple University and I'm trying to start up a YouTube channel, but I may start a podcast just to get used to recording myself in general. And then maybe I'll jump to YouTube. It's levels to it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely take your time, Cherokee. Especially, I know it can be a little awkward hearing your voice and you, when you're going back and editing yourself and you're like, ew, why I sound like that? I Trust me, it is totally normal. It's not normal. just my voice. It's the way that I look flipped. Like, my face is so unproportional. It's insane. <laughs> like, I never see. I was looking on my camera. I tried to record a YouTube video the other day. Flop. And I'm looking at the camera. I'm just like, this ain't me. <laughs> but lo and behold, it was. So... Yes, it is you. And I recommend you use this app, Cherokee, to start off your podcast. Anchor is very easy to use and it distributes it to multiple platforms for you. And you can also edit it and do everything you like on this app as well. That's good. And, you know, it's good that you want to start off with a podcast because, you know, you don't have to worry about your face. It's just your voice. You know, as you do it more and more, you building more speaking skills, how to sound more. What's the word I'm looking for? Efficient. And, you know, you got to know how to ad-lib. You got to know what to say. You can't have too many dead air moments. Like, when you're just sitting in silence and crap. You just got to keep the conversation going as much as possible. Of course, we're human at the end of the day. We're going to make mistakes. And we're going to have, like, brain farts. And we're going to sit there and look stupid or whatever the case may be. But it's, it's totally normal. And then you can add your little sound effects on whatever your background music, whatever, too. Me, I'm not big on the sound effects. Because I talk about deep crap. This is what my podcast is about. My podcast is called A Seat at the Table for a reason. I welcome each and every individual to have a seat at my table because at the table we're going to talk about a lot of things revolving around controversy, unpopular opinions, and, you know, just having fun. Anything that comes to the table, anything you got, bring it there because it's all welcome. And that is why I named it A Seat at the Table because wherever 
wherever you are if you're having a seat in a car seat at the table same difference you're welcome here and we're going to talk about it and you know my main objective for this podcast is to build my portfolio and to know uplift people because people people need people need motivation people need guidance you know they need to hear it for somebody else instead of like their own friends or you know family and that's my personal goal and i feel like me doing this i could help people you know i know i'm not going to change the world overnight but as long as i help somebody that's what matters to me deep down inside you get what i'm saying i i definitely get what you're saying and i think that's very beautiful that you that that's your objective like i'm not doing this for the cloud i'm not doing this for all the wrong reasons like no right. I, I humble myself first mm-hmm. because now one thing i do not do i've tried my very best to not not each and everybody down to put myself higher on a pedestal because let me tell you something we all had the same disadvantages and advantages as our neighbors okay mm-hmm. and you know the people who get high themselves you know they're too you know conceited and you know arrogant of how others feel you know they so high up on top let me tell you something that fall of grace is coming very soon okay uh, best believe I totally understand that I get on you you watch my story I get on my story and there's a lot of things that I say on my story. For some reason, people take everything I say to heart on there. And it's just like, child, I just be talking sometimes. And other things, it's like, I it's the middle of the road type thing. But then I see something online that really pissed me off. And then it pushed me to the radical side for like maybe an hour. And then I'm back to, <laughs> and then I'm back to reality. But I just already posted it. I ain't deleting it. Whatever. And Cherokee, it's funny that you mentioned that, guys, ladies and gentlemen, she be having me cracking up with these rants. She she beefing with Instagram, apparently. Uh, no, no, like, first of all, don't even get me started with the whole Instagram situation because Instagram, somebody has been taking down my posts. First of all, oh my Jesus, I keep on saying first of all, but <laughs> the number one thing is that somebody has a certain amount of my posts and then it got Instagram's attention. And then Instagram constantly started taking down my posts, even if they didn't have any curse words or slur words. Because my sister said the reason why they take down all my stuff is because I'm racist. Okay, racist, that's a lot. <laughs> and they take down my posts. And now they prohibited me for being on live. I think I can go back on live now, but I've been on like a ban from live three separate times over the past three months. They keep on banning me. I get long, long story short, do you have people that's disagreeing with your opinion? Exactly. And but that's the thing, though, because I have people who disagreeing with me, but then I have a wave of people who who sound just like you. Oh, my God, I love your story. Oh, my God, your story be having me geeking. I agree with a lot of things you say on there. Like, and then I have those people, so it's just like, what is the truth? Who am I hurting? You, and you know something? It's always the haters. The haters. My whole thing is, if you don't like something, you ain't gonna watch it. You ain't gonna follow. It, you ain't gonna do nothing to associate with it. But you sitting there, you obviously must like the, the crap you're talking about because you always got something to say about something. You always try to report it. You get jealous. Why? Because you're not doing it. I don't know. Why. You get. You know that's you know that's just something that I you know that I think about. Right. Like you know. Anything that people do, there's always a reason why they do it. And which is my strong belief why we shouldn't be 
quick to judge somebody because we don't know what caused them to be that way. Even though that doesn't justify what they're doing, we still have to be understanding and understand where they come from. You get what I'm saying? I completely agree with it. That's why I try my best not to chastise JT from City Girls off of her past color tweets because number one she's a dark-skinned woman it's more so internalized with her and but at the end of the day i still called it out i am a big stickler for colorism even though i am brown skin and i don't face colorism on the same well i really don't face colorism to begin with really and Mm -hmm. especially not on the scale of somebody dark skin I, for some reason, I'm just a real stickler for colorism, but I wasn't going to sit here and drag her. And that's something I've made a point to do, not to do. I didn't want to drag JT because she is a dark skinned woman and she's been picked and prodded and ripped apart probably her entire life. Mm-hmm. And she gets on and she got online and she was just saying a whole bunch of shit because that's internalized. One thing I don't like though is internalized misogyny. Do not get up on platforms expecting me to sympathize with you on some internalized misogyny i am not that girl mm, that that i do not <laughs> like to sneeze do not come onto my platform talking about oh well body count this and body count that and oh my goodness men deserve this and men deserve that and this that and third who says that men but, don't like no. well <laughs> hold on let me let me say something because i want this podcast to be open-minded i don't want to make it seem like we're being ignorant because i'm an open-minded person i like to listen to other sides i am a very open-minded person Person. and exactly you can't like the whole like i don't understand and this would really made me make this podcast and you know come back because the topic that i really want to talk about i want to talk about resentment Mm. heavy on the resentment I, that's the main topic of this, you know, podcast today. And that's why I reached out to you because, Jerrica, you be bringing us some interesting points. I just want to talk about resentment, whether if it's something that happened at work with an old friendship or an ex. I just want to talk about resentment and identify the psychological factors of resentment and why we feel that way and how can we improve ourselves. And, you know, I feel as though resentment is a you know, resentment is inedible. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, we're all human. Yeah, it's inedible. Just like dealing with drama, it's inedible. We're mm-hmm. going to be dealing with that to the day we die. We're going to be losing people left and right. We're going to have disagreements. We're going to have arguments. But the main, you know, the people who is meant to be in your life is going to be in your life regardless. Right. Regardless. No matter how many times y'all done fall or how much toxic crap y'all go through, they're still going to be there. And you know that. And, you know, and this is why I'm tying this all back to resentment, because the reason why we resent is because we felt like we were wrong. And, you know, all right, for example, say you, you know, you and a friend, you're really good. Y'all close. Y'all know y'all been cool for, um, you know, a long amount of time. And, you know, you go out and like say like you help them get like their first car. You was there for them every step of the way. And, you know, like you go to school and you have a... 80 page paper due right mm-hmm. and you asked them for help and it was like well you know I can't do it right now because such and such such and such you feel wrong and you start to build up this hatred and resentment like oh I did this for you but you can't do this for me see me personally you know we human at the end of the day right. but 
I feel as though if you do that and you're expecting something in return, that is selfish of you. It is selfish of you because it 100% agree. It is selfish for you because if you truly, genuinely love somebody on a spiritual level and unconditionally, no matter what, how many wrongs they did with you or how many whatever they did with you, if you love somebody unconditionally and you do stuff out of the kindness of your heart and you don't expect anything in return, that is the best way to avoid resentment, in my opinion. Because if you sit there and expect everything to be like, oh, I scratched my back and I scratched yours, you're going to be miserable and you're going to have this continued resentment and you're going to feel icky and disgusted with yourself. Which is why it's very important to learn. And then even if you are dealing with resentment now, so many people have so much resentment in them. And I trust me, it's hard. But we need to take some time and to, you know, like, hey, you know, why why do I why do I feel like I was wrong? And you know, how can you turn that around and approve yourself? There's different formulas to attack resentment, whether it's meditating, writing, doing so much things, and you know, moving on and being positive about it. Resentment is only going to tear you down even more the longer you hold on to it. And there's no reason for you to hate that friend. Like, hey, I'm doing this for you because I care. There's no reason for you to hate that ex because they made your life a living hell and you just can't stand them. Like, that's another thing I want to talk about. I don't understand why me personally people hate their exes because at the end of the day, there's somebody that you love and you should cherish that moment because they can turn around and die and you'll be feeling sorry. It, it depends for me because I honestly I've gotten over most of the shit that happened between me and the people I used to mess with I've gotten over most of it because it's just like it's it's whatever at this point I shed my tears over it I wallowed in my self pity over it and at this point it's over and done with so I don't but don't come back into my life thinking that you're gonna find something over here that's that's something that's just completely removed for instance um a couple of weeks ago i was posting pictures feeling myself looking cute and this boy who mo who basically essentially ruined my life in eighth grade he exposed me we was doing something intimate between us and he exposed me he comes and moses in my dms on some creepy stuff and thinking that complimenting me and saying i'm pretty i'm beautiful oh you bad no don't come back into my circle after you did some messed up stuff like that i've forgiven you i've forgiven you a hundred times over over the years but if once i've forgiven you i've kind of cut you out of my life you can you can fuck me over and eventually i will forgive you because that's just the type of person i am but if you think you're gonna mosey your way back into my life that's where we we hit the wall Mm-hmm. Don't do messed up stuff to me and think you're going to come back into my circle. That's that's where I hit a wall. But forgiveness wise, resentment wise, I have more resentment, more so against jobs than anything. Friendships, I mean, this one friendship is still kind of touchy, and that's only because she tried to ruin another friendship of mine. But she can kick rocks with sandals on. That's probably the only resentment I have as a person <laughs> right now. And you know, you know, this is stuff that's normal. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to have resentment. We're going to despise. And you know, just to touch back of that person who came in your life, like there's certain. Okay, 
I I I completely agree with you, side. You know, I I try to see both sides of each story because there's an A side, a B side, and there's also that third side, the truth. You know, certain situations like that, for example, like there's there's two different types of people that I believe. There's the people that's in your life and that you despise of and you forget them and you move on and you don't want to allow them back in your life. And there's those people that who come in and out of your life, they have love for you and you know they do. It's just that the things that they do hinders them and you're trying to understand why. And it may seem like you're wasting your time or you're not. And I say that because it depends. Like, for example, like, so you put an investment in something, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work out. Right. And then that investment comes in, you're like, let me see you try again. And it gets better. And you know, the thing is, stuff changes. People change. And for those, you know, like, this goes back to what I'm saying for resentment. Like, if somebody comes back in your life and you see that change with them, I see it's no problem with that. If they show that they change, that's that's the thing. Not just all talk. You got to show me that you change. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If they show that they change and people change and nobody's perfect, people change. And, you know, people do some messed up crap all the time. And I'm not the best person either. But people change. And I feel like those, the ones that leave, the come back in life, they are trying to see, you know, they're trying to, you know, like, hey, I changed. And, you know, you love them from a distance and watch them change and support that change. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the kind of people that I think you should allow back in your life, in my opinion. Whether people disagree with that or not, but that's just me. And that's why I don't hate like anybody that I have past relationships with because me personally I feel as though me as a male cancer and you're a cancer too me as a male cancer and female male cancers are totally different but me as a male cancers and cancers period one thing that male and female cancers share equally in my opinion is that we do not like animosity whatsoever like that shit makes me sick to my fucking soul I do <laughs> I do not like animosity because at the end of the day, cancers, we love so hard. We love so hard the very end of it. And we love each and everybody for the good within them. And, you know, it's hard because we know that good within them and we love them for that good. Even though they might be acting like an a-hole sometimes, we still know that good within them. And, you know, when they come back to square one, be like, ah, there you go. That's why I didn't let go. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not sure. If, but that's I'm, just how I feel I'm as a male cancer. I'm conflicted because I'm a Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. And those two things kind of conflict each other because I had to, I used to be just like that in high school and going into college. The last straw was this one guy who shall not be named. He was Voldemort. <laughs> but that was like the last time that I gave myself or tried to give myself to somebody. And that's when I went on my whole crusade. Like, he is the reason why I launched my crusades against broke men. I do not like broke men. And that's why I launched my crusades against them. He's the reason. Wait, (laughs) wait. Let's bring some clarity. Like, broke as in personality broken, like, emotionally broken, or, like, broke versus money broke. Oh, no. I'm a a cancer at heart at the end of the day. I love me a broken man. I love you, broken man. I love you. Yo, I feel as though cancers always, cancers are attracted to brokenness because it's just like we feel obligated that we can, because, you know, cancers is the nurturing. We can, we can like fix that. We can heal that. We can uplift them. Like, that's just how, that's just like a natural cancer thing, I think. It's just like, 
I love me a broken man, but I've had to step back and reevaluate that part of my personality because broken, but I'm talking about broke monetary wise. He made me hate broke men. (laughs) I know that's horrible to say. (laughs) I know that is horrible to say. And I try to look at everything from both sides. Just like you said, I try. That's why I'm not really on that whole crusade that a lot of people are on on crusade on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where they just constantly talk about white people and rip apart white people and this and that. They're, I'm just like, is there honestly like I sometimes I look at them and I'm just like, you claim to be pro black, but you talk about white people way too often. Is yeah, why why are you constantly why see that's one thing I don't understand. Why are you constantly tearing someone else down just to uplift yours? Because at the end of the day, we all bleed the same color. I don't know. I don't know. Like that's one of my biggest pet peeves with Twitter. And that's why I enjoy the side of the Twitter that I've tried to engage more in. Because like, I'm sorry. We can't all be sitting up here talking about our hatred for white people. Don't get me wrong. I love me as a white. I hate white people joke. I love me. Oh, I hate white people joke. (laughs) I love it to the end of time. But if you consistently, if that's your brand, hating white people, that's your brand. I'm sorry. Eventually, I'm going to get old. It's going to get old. The stick's going to get old. I, I can't sit up here and just see you talk about white people 24 7 you need to have another personality trait like it has to be something else (laughs) has to be and i know and that's with anything really unless it's like something that you're that's why i can't follow stan accounts anymore you have to have another personality trait outside of this you gotta have some versatility exactly that's that's another you gotta have some versatility and you know my mom always told me watch out for the people who always got something to say about somebody and you know as I grew older I was like why she keeps saying that always watch out for somebody that always got something to say about somebody and it's true why you always got something to say about somebody like why you always talking about what they do she do what do you do child like, <laughs> I don't know I think that form of activism is very bothersome because you're not coming up with no solutions like and how can we coexist exactly you're not coming up with no solutions like you're not sitting up here like trying to solve issues that plague the black community you're not trying to solve an issue to capitalism and hold on hold on hold on not to cut you off but i'm sorry i hate i hate to be the one to say this but the black community is toxic itself so we very can... very toxic very toxic very yes it is very toxic and my whole thing is how can you sit there and try to attack what's going on externally when y'all not even trying to fix what's happening internally that's what my problem is that's why i'm talking that's why i say that you can't be all about pro-blackness but you but you only talk about white people you're not even talking about what's pro-black issues that you're trying to solve like it's like it's so many issues that I wake up and I'm just like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that plagues the black community. We're unjustly imprisoned. We fall victim to capitalism. We're usually at the bottom of the totem pole of that. We are financially unstable in this in this world because of the things that colonialism and colonization have done to us. Like it's we're unjustly being murdered in prison. 
because we're more likely to be on death row. It's so many problems that plague the death that plague the black community that we can sit up here and be talking about. But y'all wake up and y'all think they're calling white people snow possums every 30 seconds is activism and it's not. It's not. That form of activism is kind of played out. Like I said. It's bigotry. That's what it is. It's bigotry and it's it's sickening. I was about to say, yeah, like people for some reason black people like to say some not black people white people like to say oh black people can be racist no they can be bigots they can be (laughs) that's different okay racist racism is built on a a level of power okay and that's true that is true people look it up yeah like that's true and all of that other stuff um um, what's the prejudiceness? That's something that black people can be because it's no power base. It's just like I don't like that race, and I'm all fine with black people come coming on their platforms saying I don't like white people. I I completely understand why you wouldn't. It's just it's it's so much generational stuff that has happened to black people under white people that I can completely understand why you don't mess with them. But I'm just not going to sit up here and like. I like, and they attack people who don't feel the same way. <laughs> exactly. Like, me personally, when I hear that, I try to avoid all that stuff. Like, I really do. Like, you know, like on Instagram, you know, I voice my opinion here and there how about the black community. But at the end of the day, God made human. Okay. Mm-hmm. And regardless to what happened in history, see, this is the, pro- this is the problem right here. We are so we are so confined into living living for the past Mm -hmm. instead of living for the future that's the issue listeners think about that like and this and this can be implied in anything Mm -hmm. instead of instead of living with the past why don't you live for the future stuff would be so much better it's funny because i was just talking about the future earlier today (laughs) 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 because I was thinking about like this is totally off course, but like let me get back to the topic at hand because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. That's a whole nother situation for another day. But like yeah, and people they just get so mad, and then I do. It's one group of people I will always drag, and that's black men. I don't care. I I will always drag black men. I don't care if I'm on my deathbed. I will have it in me to drag black men, and people and some people don't like that part about me because they're like, well, you don't have this heat for white men and this and third. What white men do to me other than be white? Believe me, I'm just saying shit. Don't take me to be this <laughs> Because, because believe me, I I will be sitting here for the rest of my life listening off the things that black that white men have done to me, as just a black person living in a black space. I can sit here and write a book, thick one, two, <laughs> tiny font. But the reason why I have heat for black men more than I have heat for white men is because black men are who I interact with on a daily basis. Black men are. As much as they try to, as much as a lot of them, not all, I'm not going to say all, that a lot of them try to distance themselves from us, we're still attached. So whatever you do to us Black women, it reflects to every other race in the world. That's the reason why Asian women and Hispanic women and white women feel so comfortable talking shit about us. And I think this kind of turns back to what I said earlier. 
internal conflict versus external conflict. And I'm and, and I'm heavy heavy on the internal conflict because anybody within the black community knows that there's a whole novel like you can pull out like a whole mystical scroll of list of problems of internal conflict of the black community because we are living in like an acid bath i'm trying to tell y'all the black community is not what it seemed like i love being black don't uh, i would die if i break up as any other race i would literally die because i just can't imagine a world where i'm not black the thing is i love black culture mm-hmm. but black people in my mind if the homophobia is still there if the transphobia is still still there like if the like hating black women is still there and hating black men too because i do think that some some black women hate black, black men for no reason y'all just hate them because y'all want to appeal to jim bob over there yeah but like cherokee like I said, heavy on the internal conflict. Like, how can we expect to move on? Like, me personally, I believe, how can you expect to fix a problem if you don't fix the internal first before the external? Because the external, you know, that is a factor internally if we don't Internal is... And my, I 110% agree with you. The internal is way more serious to me. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that if we don't try to patch up those holes, then we can't stand as a united front and try to take on the stuff that happens outside. That's why I'm saying like... <laughs> Listen, girl, I'm telling you, internally, external... Okay, external is like a... It's, like, it's just like the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. But internally, what's below? We and the underbelly. People don't like to talk about it. I like to talk about it, and I get slammed for it. You'd be surprised how many DMs I got just sitting in my inbox about, oh, you hate this, you hate that, and this and the third attacking me because I'm the only one. So, as though I'm sorry, I don't like to see D Wade's daughter get ripped apart for being trans. I'm sorry. Call me out. I don't care. She deserves to live her life freely. Period. I'm sorry. I know people are not going to like this, what I'm going to say, but I don't care. I live for some controversy. I (laughs) sure the hells do. Because let me tell you something. Those who are scared of controversy, they don't want to see change. They don't. If you you can't be controversial... Then you don't want to see change, and you're afraid of it, and that's and you. And I'm sorry, you're just gonna to have to be left blinded. It's a lot of deception in this world, which we know. Mm-hmm. But what I'm guaranteeing, say, I know people are not gonna like this, and I'm saying it anyway. Okay, say it. Listen, the black community is very toxic. Okay, that shit is like fucking Chernobyl 2.0. <laughs> like. Not Chernobyl. Like, it's like a nuclear meltdown, okay? It is a total disaster. Like, I'm trying to tell you, especially with young black boys, young black girls. Like, we about to get into some things today. I need to get this off my chest. We, black parents, black mothers, black fathers, we have to stop telling these little boys to stop crying before I give you something to cry about and then sit there years later and say, why don't you just let out some emotion? Hypocrisy alert. You sat there. I, you sit- I completely agree with you. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I completely- 
Yeah, hold on, Cherokee. I'm not finished because I'm about to go on a rant. I'm about to go on a little <laughs> okay, mini rant, okay? okay? Yeah, I got to stop telling these little boys to stop showing emotion because we human. We human. We cry. We have emotions. So stop trying to make boys robots. We are not robots. We have emotions. We cry. Stop telling them crying is for girls. Dancing is for girls. A form of art is for girls. Stop telling that boy to pick up a football and shoot a basketball. Let them express themselves. Because at the end of the day, you gave birth to them, but God is in control of their destiny and he knew what they're going to be before you even knew. Point blank, period. Child, for some reason, when people, and this isn't just a black community issue, mm-hmm. this is like a worldwide issue. issue. Hello. It's, y'all cannot sit up here and expect your child to be a carbon copy of you. You are not your child. You have to let that go. Your child comes out the womb and they are their own human. Yes, you incubated them in your vagina for nine (laughs) months. Yes, you sat there and pumped your hips a little bit and a little sperm came out. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Anybody can make a baby. It takes a different type of pain, though, to be a parent. Being a good parent at that. Exactly. It takes a real woman, a real man raise a child and a job hold on i'm sorry cherokee a job a job as a parent is to guide and heal and be there point blank period if you're going to be transphobic you're going to be homophobic if you're going to be xenophobic if you're going to be prejudiced and judgmental and always tearing your child down you don't need to be a parent period and you need to reevaluate reevaluate yourself and stop telling like at the end of the day, like I said, your destiny was already pre-written. It's just you to discover it. God knew. Right. God knew if you were going to be gay already. God knew. If, hello. God knew if you're going to be straight. God knew if you're going to be a billionaire already. He already knew that because it's pre-written. Rather people believe in that or not. Like me, I'm not religious. I'm more into spirituality personally, but I do know there's a higher power. But definitely into I'm trying to I'm picking and choosing from different religions, but I do like to say that I am a Christian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like me, like, I'm in spirit like I'm like I'm not religious. Like, you know, I don't discriminate against any religion. You know, like mm-hmm. me personally, like I'm just I'm I can't I can't mess with the religion. I am more you know, spiritual, uh, like spiritually aware of what's going on. And I do know that there's a higher power and we just didn't poof here out of nowhere. But anyway, but like, you know, religion has its purpose for people, you know, it has a purpose. I try, I try and I try to find my way back to Christianity because I used to be a diehard Christian, a diehard Christian. I try, I'm definitely straight from that because high school, I've had a few bad theology teachers. I'm just like, you know what, fuck this shit. Christianity and a whole like... Y'all gonna hate me, y'all gonna, y'all gonna hate me, but y'all did a lot behind Jesus. Y'all did a lot behind that band. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that here on this podcast. We, we ain't gonna talk about it, we ain't gonna talk about it, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a history lover before I'm anything else. And y'all did a whole lot. <laughs> a Yo, whole lot know your that. history, know your history. That's most importantly, know your history and read and educate yourselves and do some research. Don't believe the hype. Not everything is what it seems. I'm trying to tell you, we all are living in deception. 
is deception. How can we fall for such lies? But like is that that's like- why that's that's why I'm more into spirituality. Now I'm not gonna go into my opinion how I feel about religion, but like anybody who knows me, like I do not discriminate anybody. Like if you wanna follow I, go ahead, I go don't off. But like on religion at all, especially in the dating mm-hmm. pool. You can be whatever religion you want. My you can raise our kids whatever religion you want. It's just don't come to me on Sunday or Saturday talk about we going to the synagogue. No, I'm not coming with you. That's y'all thing. You see me watching TV. I'm not going to the You see me watching TV. <laughs> you see me watching TV. Do not come up to me asking about no no synagogue. Do not come up to me asking about no church, no mosque, no nothing. Gilmore Girls is on. Attack of Titans is on. I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> life is about having fun, not sitting there worrying about like life is about discovery. Life is, you know. Hold on. Okay. Now, now since we talk about this whole thing. Okay, parents, stop stop being homophobic. It's played out. Because if y'all really were intelligent and really educated, there are gay animals, and that's scientifically proven, okay? Period. But I don't know why parents just do that in general. They they tell their sons to be men, don't cry. God forbid you're born as a firstborn daughter in a black or Hispanic household. God bless you. <laughs> God <laughs> bless you you are basically a second mother and no i would never raise my children like that if i had and they they baby their sons and they raise their daughters i am whatever like i am a very open-minded person this is what comes into open-mindedness and hold on hold on hold on and you know i i know i was just taking the boys but let's talk about the girls families please stop telling these little girls to act more girly cut it out because at the end of the day, males have estrogen in them, which is a female hormone. Yes, we mm. do. If you mm. know your biology and anatomy, we do. And females mm. have testosterone. Of course, their physiology is going to have more estrogen than testosterone. But sometimes they can have, you know, a little more than the other. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Learn your science. And stop saying science is like this big conspiracy. They don't know what they talk about. Science is a wonderful knowledge that was given to us by the grace of God. Black people, they hate science. They, they yo, hate they it. do. They do. <laughs> they stop hate saying so math, math. Stop saying math is a liar because we know math never lies. Okay, math is going to be math, and science is going to be science. And the point of science is to test something and see what happens. Not saying like experimenting with people is okay, but there's research, there's data, there's multiple testing to see how it, you know, comes. And that's how mm-hmm. scientific research and proven facts happen. Going back to the gay animals, there are gay animals, people. There are gay monkeys, gay lions, gay dolphins. I just think it's so funny how parents think that an environment changes their child. Oh yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a put a football and a basketball in his crib with him. He's going to be a master athlete. They raise their child. All he want to do is fucking break dance in the street. Like, let them be what they are. <laughs> exactly. Christ. And you know something? You can be the buffest athlete, the, the best basketball player in the world, and still be gay sprints. Exactly. That's the whole thing. But since they're more raised in a more masculine household, you can always tell who's DL. Always. 
<laughs> because the way that they hate gay people is just like they give themselves away. I met this I this one boot this one boy I used to have relations with. Me and him, we was never together. We never even talked. We were just hooking up. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I don't give a fuck who gay. Mind you, he got bitches. Bitches. Like he would have three, four girlfriends at the same time. Like, oh, polygamy at, alert. Yes, that that and a couple <laughs> mistresses and side bitches. And a baby mom. Like he had bitches. I've never met another nigga who had bitches like this nigga. Yeah, right? yeah, I see. He heavy on a polygamy, but okay. And we, and we were talking one night, he was like, I don't give a fuck about who gay or not. So I got a little like worried about another man. Like, I have gay friends, it's whatever with me. And that's when I knew that it started to click for me. I'm just like, niggas, real niggas who are straight and don't give a fuck, they're perfectly fine being around gay boys. Like, they're perfectly fine. But the ones who just start going off, I ain't with that gay shit. I ain't with that gay shit. Okay, you're a bottom. <laughs> because ain't no top doing all of this. Ain't no top doing all of this. <laughs> and not only are you a bottom, you're a messy one too. You're a messy <laughs> one too. Cause a top, a top ain't doing all this. I've been around like tops before who are DL and they they don't be pressed like bottoms are. <laughs> they don't DL bottoms, DL tops carry themselves differently. Can we just point out some hypocrisy here? Like, it's funny how they be saying the exact same stuff. And this is offensive. This is an offensive term, but I'm not going to use it. I'm going to say the other term. But they best friends say their best friends that they hang out with is studs. I don't understand that. I don't get it either because <laughs> you you fine with Felicia over here. Like you fine with her wearing training bras and all of that stuff and being husky around you but yet you have a problem with the next person with a gay guy who's more feminine who's more feminine acting and i think that's very weird because that just means that and that leads me all back to misogyny y'all don't like girly shit y'all don't like it when girls act girly y'all don't like that it all boils down to misogyny for me y'all don't like that and y'all really hate it when y'all see it in a man Y'all really hate it and it boils y'all blood. And that's why when that whole thing, when all the riots were happening over the summer and all of these hotel black men was like, oh, you're black before you're gay. How dare you make them choose? Point blank, period. Because if a very feminine acting black man walked into a bar, y'all see his gayness far beyond y'all see his blackness. And y'all ready to ostracize them because of their feminine acting ways. You're ready to throw them out. Um, treat them like lepers. So no, I'm not trying to hear that. No, they can live parallel. They are black and they're gay. Do not pull that whole bullshit. Oh, you're black before you're gay. BS. Get out of my face. Yo, and another thing. I was like not too long ago. Shout out to my friend Slim and my friend Jojo and my friend Book. They are gay females, right? They're gay. <laughs> Shout out to them. And, you know, I love them to death. And, you know, we were having a conversation one day and she was like, yeah, like, my friend Slim was like, yeah, like, you don't hear, like, gay girls someone, something, no homo. Like, girls, stop. Da, da, da. Like, you don't hear girls say no homo. Like, you don't. 
like I, I mean I haven't heard them say it personally but I've like, never heard gay girls say no homo no I'm talking about even like with they just like friends and stuff like you never seen them like say no homo like no they, I've never seen a gay or lesbian couple say no homo I've never seen no it's only or straight like straight girls in general like I don't see them say no homo either it's only straight males who say no homo no gay shit nah like they're the only people who say that and i find that so peculiar yeah like why is that and growing up i was like well wait a minute why aren't the girls saying it I'm wait confused. a minute hold up this is why i this is why i need a youtube channel because i love me a good meme wait a minute hold <laughs> on <one. laughs> but like no can you have a point like why don't the girls say stuff like that like i just don't understand it ladies and gentlemen please tell me like I think masculinity BS that sadly our black boys are being raised in like they can't excite it's horrible I would and that's why like when I do eventually have a hopefully I have black son I want to raise I want to raise them in just a cocoon of love and if you go to school and some boys think that just because you're showing some emotions that you want some that you on some different stuff you shouldn't be offended when they call you gay or anything but if they want to bully you because they quote unquote think you're gay or something mama be up there ready to fight their mamas and them <laughs> I ain't and like and you know what like with girls like i don't know like how much too much with girls like for example you know people disown their kids they do everything they despise them but like i'm just interested like this is more common with boys I just want to know, like, what girls, when girls finally discover themselves, like, I feel as though black fathers are more comfortable, I hate to say this, with their daughters being gay versus their sons. Depends. Which, depends. It depends. It depends. You're right. It depends. And I'll, I'll say this. They're only comfortable if they remain feminine. Their own, if they start to be mm-hmm. more masculine and, like, you know, be more butch as they would say mm. I, I don't know if that's offensive or anything like that or i mean you know? i would rather you say that than the other word <laughs> I, would, no, I don't say the d word yeah no. the d word um with girls like if they're more masculine their fathers are more likely to cast them out it's it they can only live in a house if and standing in their lesbian truth if they are feminine acting and that's even a long shot some families who are very religious who abide by christian law <laughs> and everything in the bible that was written a thousand and one times over years ago by a white man by multiple white men you know hold on this ties back hold on michael jackson said in a song escape it all makes sense now. He said, the man with the pen that writes the lies that hassle this man. It makes sense now. Uh, that was off topic. I just had to bring that up. <laughs> no, it's good. If it relates, it relates. No, like, real rap. Michael said, the man with the pen that writes the story that hassles this man. Oh, that is deep crap, Michael. Recipe kick a pop. It's just amazing to me sometimes because, like, 
is if they're very Christian, it don't even matter. It it don't even matter if, for some girls. It's, it's just the fact that they decide to live in their truth that they, they get casted out in it. And I think that's horrible. I, mean, and, I can and never get to myself. Right. And the thing is, as parents, you you're, you you don't predetermine their destiny. That's something mm-hmm. you, you cut it out. You being a parent is to guide them, not predetermine their destiny. That is for them to shape. Me as a parent, I look at every little child as a their own person. I look at every single child. And children, child children are born pure, without bigot, without hatred. Right. They are taught that crap. And that is why, exactly. And then all the psychological mental issues with little girls and boys, they carry that with them growing up. And this also brings back to the topic of resentment. They have Mm -hmm. resentment. Yeah, they have. That's why this whole situation with, oh, I turned out fine, so I'm gonna whip my kids ass to the white meat show. Okay. <laughs> like, why though? Like, when you don't have to do that, it's been proven that you can find less violent ways to discipline, discipline a child, children. And you can definitely find less violent ways, especially when they're toddlers. Like, you know what? You know where that comes from? Slavery. Oh, definitely. And definitely. that comes from slavery. And the saying in the Bible was "spare the rod." I'm not mm-hmm. something along that line. I know it was something called Spade Ron. But yes, it comes from slavery. And that definitely comes from slavery. Most of our problems come from slavery. Colorism, you know I hate colorism. <laughs> that ex- that extends from slavery. But my whole thing is black people we're smart. <laughs> we are smart. We are some of if not the greatest minds on this planet. And you can't make the connection that for you to get light skins. Somebody got to be dark skinned. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in the equation got to be dark. I believe nature and the universe is all equilibrium. If that makes Balance. sense. It, uh, hello. Interesting. Now, this is a theory that I just been, you know, thinking. I've been, I stood up countless sleepless nights just like, just sitting here thinking about this. Like, All right, you know, let's hear it. Like, I I believe it's equilibrium. Like, for example, for example, Cherokee, hear me out, hear me out. Let me, let me, let me spread my little theorem here. I'm here. <laughs> All right, for example. i ideas. So, I say equilibrium because, think about it. There's light and there's dark, right? There's yin and there's yang. There's life and there's death. Right. There are predators and there are prey. Mm-hmm. There's love, there's hate. Okay, poetry slam. If you think about it, this is why I say this. For instance, if you take a predator from an environment, what's going to happen? Most likely, if they can't hunt their prey correctly, they'll die out. No, like, hold on, let me rephrase the question. If you take the predator from the environment and it's just the prey, what's going to happen? Somebody, a new predator arises. Okay, something like that, but not quite where I'm getting. Not you, you, you trying to get there. You trying to understand, but not quite where I'm getting there, Cherokee. I'm okay. trying to say is explain, if you remo- explain it full throttle to me. What I'm trying to say is, say you remove 
a shark mm-hmm. and, and its prey is clownfish, for example, mm-hmm. the clownfish is going to overpopulate. Right. Because they don't have that balanced control substance. Okay, I get what you're saying. So it's balance, equilibrium. That's the perfect example. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But like Cherokee, now you start to understand. Like if you remove that, like if it if it didn't have a purpose, why is it here? Resentment is inevitable. Drama is it's all inevitable. Like let's 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 be real. It's all inevitable, oh, right, Cherokee? It's just something that's just like why. I am a big why person. Why? <laughs> the five W's and the one H. Who, what, when, where, why, okay. and how. I, I'm big <laughs> on that why, though. Like, why? Like, because some things just don't be clicking for me. Maybe because cause I we've all been ignorant at a time. Let's be We've all been ignorant mm. at a time. Mm, and absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of the times you just break out of it. Sometimes it takes for you to go to college. Other times it takes for you to just move to a different city. But eventually, or not eventually, but for a lot of people, you you break out of it. And unfortunately, some people just exactly. don't get it at all. And they pass that and they pass that to on to their children, which is a very bad thing. Exactly. And people was just like I'm going to bring up white people again. My favorite people. <laughs> Cherokee, can we not attack and drag oh, no, them I'm, here? I'm, I'm not. This, I'm not. This, is actually, this is actually in their benefit. Black people, when I see black people begging for some type of reasoning from white people, I'm just like, why do you expect some white boy who only seen other white people from the fuck of Illinois to see where you're coming from he's never seen a person like you in his hometown he went to high school with all white people his immediate family are all white people okay so how do you expect for him to relate to you he can't because guess what not only especially black women it's weird he is on a completely different plane than you so of course why do you expect them to relate to you in any kind of sort of way they can't they can't they can't. can't because you know that they didn't have the power to choose where they were born yeah, from. That's, that's, that's out of their control. So culture shock when they go to college because it don't matter what college you go to, now you got there's some form of black people there. There's some form of Asians, Hispanics, yeah. gays, lesbians, so trans. You're gonna see it. Point blank period. That's why a lot of the, you could tell sometimes, especially where I went to college, my first year Westchester. You can just tell what white person was having a culture shock. I had a culture shock. First, well, I had a culture shock really when I went to high school. I went to grade school and elementary school with all black people. Only in my elementary school, I, it was only one other white person. One white person in the entire school. And our schools were combined, the elementary and the grade school. It took me to go to high school for me to see physical, living, breathing white people like that. And it was a culture shock because I'm just like, and it's a lot of things that white people did in high school that bothered the fuck out of me. Like, y'all all date each other. Y'all have no sort of code. And that's why when black people just be like, oh, they did all of these stuff to us. They're heathens. They're savages. White people don't even like other white people. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> 
But this is not a drag towards white people. My husband, he's on Saturday Night Live right now. Timothy Chalamet, I love that white man to death. So, oh my god. This is not a drag. <laughs> right after this, I'm gonna go and watch that episode because I need to support my husband. His checks need to come from somewhere. Um, we got kids. <laughs> at the end of at the end of the day, Cherokee, I'm so glad we had a deep and controversial podcast topic today. And I love it. And I hope you guys love it. Whoever's gonna listen to this, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. It means so much. If any of our words help somebody, that's the most important thing. Like it doesn't, it's not about how many listeners you get. It's not about who's listening or what. If you're too busy focusing on, oh, how many listeners I got on my who listen to it, you don't need to be doing this. I'm sorry. You don't need to be doing nobody's YouTube, nobody. If you clout chasing and doing it for all the wrong reasons, this is not the type of thing for you. But if you're doing it generally, and I hope our words, especially for those children who feel lost, who feel, you know, who are gay and they know that they're gay. And trust me, they know that they're gay very young. Yeah. They, they know. know. They know when the birthday start tweeting. This is not, they know. This is not a game, people. And, and anyone who's still lost or anyone that feel like I hope our conversation helped you you're not an outcast you are you at the end of the day you're living your destiny you're living the the um blueprint that God has already made for you it's okay it's okay it's okay God already knew like you think like you think God didn't know that before you even know that so it's just like it's okay as long as you treat people well res- with respect and dignity and do right in life and there's going to be highs and lows they're going to be prejudiced you're going to have resentment but if your ultimate goal in life is to do right and enjoy the happiness and space of others and cherish the time of each and every person you meet enemies and all life will be so much more peaceful and that is the whole objective that is so I hope that Cherokee and I help touch those hearts you know and help open some people's minds and you know we touch very shady topics child yeah i'm gonna be honest with you i only go up for the girls and the gays everybody else i don't know i only go up for the girls (laughs) and the gays if you a straight white male and you know i don't know i don't don't know if i can help you (laughs) no cherokee i know i'm joking i'm joking a seat at the table whether you're straight yellow purple asian gay lesbian trans whatever you are you're welcome here you know this is a no cruise zone i do not tolerate any ignorance bigotry or anything over here we talk about real stuff and yes systemic racism is real yes black within the black community is toxic and we tearing ourselves down internally is real yes people hate black people is real that's all real it's all real this is not somebody's subjective opinion even though somebody might at the subjective opinion but at the end of the day we know it's real it's a very real thing yes okay? exactly this is not like magical unicorns magical unicorns flying over the mountain with rainbows and walking on clouds like no it's not none of that you talk about the real if you if you're exposed to the real you get more educated and that's what it's all about but thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of see at the table thank you cherokee i love you so much you know we mm-hmm. talk about a lot of stuff and i'm She's welcome here. to join your podcast when you're started and i will help you 
I will help you, you know, if your journey is starting it. You know, that's what I'm about. Because at the end of the day, we all going to win, each and everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Cherokee. Love you, too.